and good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Pink Tron. I am Brent Robinson, and with me tonight is Sean Fogenberg. Sean, what are you drinking? Uh, I just cracked open a, this is an interesting one. It is a Lagunitas Tiki Fusion Zombie Cocktail Inspired IPA uh, with, it's a hazy IPA with orange, lime, grapefruit, and allspice, and it is uh, 10%. <laughs> it's a thousand. That's too many adjectives. <laughs> That's a lot of words. Is, yeah. Is that it, all one paragraph? What was that? Is that all one paragraph? Yeah. Let's just call it a Lagunitas uh, zombie. So it's like a cocktail inspired hazy? Yep. Huh. Tastes okay. like super citrusy. It it's it tastes boozy. It like, you know, 10% uh Spicy and citrusy is great. I this has been uh, something that I've gotten a few times recently. Is that like a seasonal thing? Because the allspice makes me think it's more of like a fall autumnal. You know, I'm not sure. I really, uh, I really hope that this is a a new line that they're starting because, like the the tiki fusion line. Because I, I don't know, I think like a Mai Tai inspired uh, beer would be pretty tasty or like, you know, you know, any of those yeah. jungle bird. Yeah, no, I agree. And I like that it's 10% and it's a tall boy at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so you're really getting your money's worth. That's yep. great. Very good. All right. And the other voice you heard is Chris Greenland. Chris, what are you drinking? Yes, I'm here. Uh, got home. After long days work, the dogs are barking, and I'm going, I'm trying to empty this barrel to create room. Oh, sorry, I'm blurred. Uh, room on the bar. It's an Eagle Rare. It's a barrel pick. From Fernside, it's a bar around here. And it says, uh, purveyors of the old razzle-dazzle. So around the old razzle-dazzle, isn't that Chicago? Yeah. Uh-huh. Very good. All right. I have a street legal de-alcoholized Pilsner because I have to work with children after this and I am a responsible adult. I mean, <laughs> one of us has to be. <laughs> reasonable facsimile thereof. And speaking of being responsible, <laughs> let's talk about racing during your work day. <laughs> if you're like us <laughs> and you did HWR noon mountain time today that's what you would have been doing in race one and that would have been uh two sorry is it two laps or three laps of fine and sandy uh two, two laps. laps of fine and sandy for 21.3 kilometers usually i rely on uh, sean to know all the details of the races you uh you brent and sean but sean for uh is having technical issues and can't Pull up a cloud-based spreadsheet at the moment. Yeah, and I'd, uh, I'd flipped away from my HWR to preview HBR. But anyway, Fine and Sandy is Urakazi. It it is a bunch of climbs up the Mech Island climb. I know that uh, because the the route itself has two trips up the forward direction of Mech Isle climb, um, which is kind of annoying, but. And there's one on the uh, lead too. Is that right or no? Am I making that no? Up? It's like part of the loop. Like if if you look at the thing, it's kind of like the loop itself has like once around Mac yeah. Isle and then around Mac Isle and then the other direction 
back out and then back up Mechile again. It's it's like a figure eight kind of thing. So do you have to do it five times total? Four. Four times total. It's not on the lead end. Yeah. Okay. So I remember and that's a little dirt. we rode this, I think dirt, it was uh, for HWR back in like, let's call it February. Uh, I remember it being real hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the climb obviously makes it a challenge. I will say, I, I'd be really curious with the new CRR. I mean, number one, I guess let's jump right to bike choice on this one because that's obviously the most interesting part. I think there might have been arguments to go gravel before. There's no arguments for gravel now. It's definitely a road bike. I think it's a Tron because you got to make that climb. Could be an argument for a full arrow given the fact that you're going to spend a lot of time not climbing, but I think it's probably still Tron. For most people, um, plus like the pink contrasted against the dirt sandy color would be nice. I think, yeah, for aesthetics only. Yeah. If nothing else, you go pink Tron, yeah. Yep. And uh, the finishes at the Mech Island finish, which makes for some interesting sort of stuff. Like, I mean, obviously you're gonna try and hold on the climb as long as you can, but you know, in terms of like really selling out, there it is about. Two kilometers, I think, yeah, the top of the Mecca climb to the finish line, and and even like less than that. Once you hit the like, it's only if you can really gap people on the descent too. Then you, can, I think, it's only a kilometer when you hit the bottom of the descent, basically. So, um, you know, there is some possibilities of getting away from people on that climb, especially when they're a little tired after the fourth time. <laughs> um. Is that really the only feature on this course? It is, right? Is that where it's going to happen? The splits are going to happen each time, just four times. Yeah, and the the second and third time you hit it are actually just be close together, right? Like four k apart. Yeah, it's just the Mechile loop, right? Like you, yeah, because you go through it, you do the long loop, you go through it, then you do the short loop, then you go through it, then do the long loop again, and then you go through it once more, then you finish. Yeah. So yes, the two, second and third, are quite close together. So I feel like that is where things are really going to split up, is, uh, you know, the people who, even if you've stuck with a good group after number two, once you hit number three, it's those people who are feeling a little ragged from uh, that second climb and haven't had a full recovery yet. That's where you're getting split off. Uh, but you know, because it, the, the first one starts fairly early, like the splits are going to start immediately. Yeah, for sure. You know, I would say top B's might hold the very front through the first one, but it's going to be tough for anyone with the strongest B's to hold the next two. Yeah. yeah, the C's and D's will get split off that group, I think, on the first climb. No offense, C's and D's, but <laughs> the the front group of HWR has been very, every race I've done so far this season has a very, very strong and fast front group. So yeah, if you it really so goes. because it's it'll be about four minutes from uh the pens to the first Mech Isle climb, maybe three and a half if you're with the very front. Uh, and if you stick with the very front, you will upgrade from C because you will uh, go over the, <laughs> your your Z map will be uh, well above the 
uh, 4.1 limit. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I would say it might be a good strategy if you're a C or D or even a low B to pick out in the pen as early as you can, the people that you're racing against and the people you want to make sure you beat in the standings or however you do that and, and try to make sure you don't get dropped by them. That's who I would be targeting, especially those early ones. And then maybe try and drop them on two and three, but though I would not sort of, burn yourself all the way out to try and hold the group on number one, unless you really think you can make it. Because <laughs> if you go out and burn out, it, that middle section is going to be tough. Yeah, it's a long Yep. <clears throat> Good. That brings us to Herd Beginner Racing, which is one or two laps of park perimeter loop. Again, Herd Beginner Racing is a, is a inter-category race. So there are multiple categories within the D category for only D racers. Um, so the CD, is that the top end of the D in this? Is that, must be, right? They do two laps. So the strongest Ds will do two laps. The newest Ds will do one lap um, for 9.8 kilometers, about 20 kilometers for those doing two laps. Um, Park River is basically all already they were outside New York. It's kind of like rolling with you do um you do do Harlem Hill in one direction, but I can't remember which direction it is. I think it's the steeper, the regular Harlem Hill, yeah, the actual Harlem Hill up direction. Okay. Uh, so, and that's I mean, I think that was one of the first races that I raced when I was a D, and that is not an easy uh, course to race. No, every New York course is a bit tricky with the rolling bits, and that Harlem Hill climb is it's a make it moment in every race for sure. And it isn't easy to do. I mean, it, and it's not just there. It's the five minutes after it, where you're, it's still rolling. You've actually just put in an effort. The groups are stretching out. Yep. So, uh, again, Tron or fastest arrow thing that you've got is probably still the best option, but, um, it is, it is one that's going to be pretty pretty tough um, to really get get this kind of figured out. Uh, I, I I think that that this has been raced in HBR enough that that most of the riders will probably have seen it before. Yeah. Plus yeah, plus it's net flat. I don't know if you guys knew that. Yeah, net flat. Net flat. I didn't even say it for the last one. <laughs> all right um yeah and i guess the only other thing to add about the bike stuff is if you are new note that like if you've been sitting there worried about your drops or adding up or whatever the story is um that, that it's all shuffled so go check and make sure there isn't some faster bike that you should be getting yeah all right climbers gambit chris uh, we're st I don't know who wrote the schedule, but we're doing Innsbruck Reverse this weekend. Uh, it's the it's the stair steppy but terrible way up this climb. Just wrote the preview post. Thank you for the reminder, Brent. Um, as a reminder, this is our hill climb series. The only thing that matters is your time on the hill segment. So for Innsbruck Reverse, it is. 5.8 K and an average gradient of 8% but there are some pretty awful mid-teen percentage uh, stretches in there. 
So it's one where you want to deploy the watts strategically, go hardest when the grade is the hardest, try not to throw up. Um, and then, yeah, we do Christmas shopping at the end of it. Full climber. I don't think there's an argument for anything other than that. Um, pretty straightforward. Yeah, this is, I don't think I had looked at the schedule. I had uh, planned myself a recovery week in between this week's ZRL and next week's. Uh, and so wasn't planning on doing it, but I'm, I'm actually getting back to near peak fitness. And this would be a, a good, a good one to get a 20 minute, like all out really evenly paced test in yeah go get them you just need your internet to come back by sunday <laughs> you only catch yeah yeah i mean innsbruck is my favorite i like the four a little better than the reverse but the verse is lovely we're all going to show up for swarovski crystals when we pass the swarovski statue at the top but um For those who don't know that crazy little man face, that's the Swarovski statue at the top. But, and that's real. That actually exists in that spot, which always blows my mind. I know I've said that before on this show, but I don't care. All right. Uh, I love the the things where it's like, uh, that's that's an interesting little thing that they put in here. Why would they put that there? And then you look at the real climb and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's very cool. All right. Uh, Mountain Goats is Climber's Gambit. I assume it's just straight up the Climber's Gambit route. Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, looks that way. Go do, you go through Titan's Grove and then up the Epic Reverse, which is, I think, the steeper side of Epic. Yeah, it's steeper, but it's like kind of, I think there's a few more downhill spots in it. Yeah. There are there more, are. but they are not as long so there's that rolly bit at the top of the the forward um so you've where you've essentially done your 20 minutes 25 minutes whatever it is uh to get to the the top and then you're you're kind of you do a long downhill an uphill a long downhill this one you you kind of every every kilometer or so you get like a 20 you know 10 20 second little reprieve before you get get back on the power and then just that long final climb up from that village, right? It's like a, you turn like a little hairpin around a village and you can like see the like where the road crests over and it feels like it takes about six years to get up there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, so, this is a miserable way to go up it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's a climber's gambit is a, basically a scratch race finishing at the top of the climb. I would say say there's probably some merits to taking a climbing bike i mean you want to hold the thing you might think about a tron because there's a lot of race before then to hold in the draft but if you're i don't think you're gonna find too many people that are people you would race with who are smashing the heck out of it early on so if you think you can stay with them you might save a few seconds at the top on a climbing bike but if you're on a tron that's good too or a best all-rounder type thing. Yeah, if that's a scratch race, then that race is decided on... <laughs> on that climb. Yeah. Or you could bike swap. You could, but I would not <laughs> recommend. Good. Good, though. I don't know why this is saying going coastal. It's canopies and coastline. Something has happened. In the... 
Who runs uh who runs that series? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it's not picking it up <laughs> from the like other spreadsheet. Anyway, the route this week on Stampede is canopies and coastlines. <laughs> it is twenty seven point five kilometers. It starts at the desert pens and then goes up Titans Grove and then down Titans Grove onto the new roads and then goes like all the new roads past like the Crab Shack and all that stuff, ending at Stoneway Arch, which is like I think the last sprint arch on the new roads. So, so is it basically it's all the way out to like the almost to the like temple areas? Yeah. Or okay. Yeah. That's a that's a really cool course. Yeah, I think I mean I think it's interesting for a TT because you're gonna have to do a little a little bit of a punch early on to get up over Titans Grove. Um you'll certainly want to spend a little bit more effort across that, but it's not that steep, so you don't have to kind of go like you know, it's like a hundred and well, you're gonna be at probably threshold ish, right? Yeah, it's but the, I mean that's only hours. it's only at four percent for a few hundred meters. Yeah, so you're going to do maybe like 105% of threshold or something like that across top of Titans Grove. Maybe take 95% on the downhill, but and then probably just settle in at threshold basically to finish it off with, you know, it is, again, those new roads are deceptively rolly. Every time yeah. I ride them, I'm always a bit more like, hmm, this is not as flat as the map makes it look. So you might, you, you there is probably a few seconds and like the stampede results have been like very close. So, you know, there you might be the difference of one or two places if you are able to just squeeze a little bit harder on the uphills and then even it out on the downhills. So, yeah, the we've so we've done a stampede that was just to the like from the desert pens just to the top of reverse of the, the Titans Grove. So it was like, you know, a nine minute yep. short, short time trial. But even in that, uh, there is a lot of power modulation that you need to do on that to get it right. Um, and I think that with, with the second half of this uh, being more downhill to flat with, with the little rollers, but there's, it is going to be really interesting how people pace that first half to get through Titans Grove and, uh, to see how much they've got left at the end, because you've got the, I mean, there's, there's kind of an like general uphill uh, for the first third of Titans Grove. And then you kind of like, there is a downhill into the climb. You do the climb, there's another downhill. And then you kind of climb back out before you get a downhill toward, um, toward the coastline. So yeah. Uh, this is one where I think getting like figuring out a power like a power that is probably in that 105 to 110 percent range for that first half and then recovering on those downhills is going to gain you a good amount of time. Yeah. But, but you've you've got to balance that against like how much can I hold for the second like along the coastline? Yeah, because it's probably gonna be really close to I would say well the season d's might get close to an hour like 50 ish minutes a little bit more than that i'd say the faster b's and a's are going to be like in the 45 minute range ish um so 
you know, finding that, that appropriate target power that you're aiming for the whole race and then, and then kind of deviating from that for sure is definitely a big part of the strategy for this one. This cool. is the longest race of the series guys. So if you do this one, you're doing good. <laughs> what's, uh, what's next week's since I don't have the, it is, um, two laps of duchy estate. Okay, so relatively shorter. 7.7 7 kilometers total. Okay. Yep. But kind of with a little more roll to it and a definite sort of climb feature to it. Yep, yep. yep. And that brings us to this week's bullseye. Which is... <laughs> Accelerate to elevate him, is that right? That doesn't <laughs> sound right. Uh, oh, well... Stopped at 31k, so it gets you probably to the base of because accelerate to elevate is you do the uh you do the coastlines and then you go up out to or out to swift. <laughs> yeah, but to swift, yeah. yeah. It would be fun if that if the out to swift uh also counted as as one of the preems. <laughs> it looks That'd like the greenest bullseye of all time. 30, 31k, so that yeah, that's shortly after the start of the Alp climb, but six sprints. So I can't make heads or tails of this because there's only four sprint banners on the route and there's like no lead in. So I don't know where we're getting two more sprints. I wonder if he's using the Alp. No, how did that work? <laughs> it, should, there... it does show a blue banner there, but that's just the start of the Alp climb, right? Is there like the, the, jungle? the jungle? Oh, that's what it is. It's the jungle banner. Okay. You get the jungle banner when you go through there. Okay, so that's one. That gets you to five. Where's the six? Is there like a finish? The finish line. The finish. Oh, the finish line. Okay, the custom finish is another one. Okay. Yeah. Which must be right at the bottom of the Alp. Oh, that's fine. I might do that. You know, Next week is kind of wishy-washy with work and family and all that stuff, but I don't have this badge yet, and that'll get you to the base of the climb. And then you just, just got to do an hour. <laughs> you just got to do an alp effort. An alp after a bullseye, boy. That's fun. Like that's like the opposite of what it was last week, right? Wasn't it basically those roads in the other direction, just kind of like a semicircle was bullseye? That's fun. I like that. I didn't do it, but I, I like the idea. So I'm actually, I just opened this and I'm seeing five sprint banners along the way. Wait. See yeah. More. So yeah, Fuego, Fuego was... Flats. Oh, that is... must be the start of the route? Yeah. Okay, so would that count then? Well, I assume that it'll be starting in the pens. So you'll go through the Fuego Flats uh, sprint first oh yeah okay sorry the swift insider thing of course shows it starting like after the pens because it's got the weird middle of the desert start but yes in a race you would start at the pens so there's probably not one at the desert pen banner well there would be one in the desert it's it's just a question of where number six is well, yeah. is that maybe the finish then? If that's where the start is, I bet the finish is at the desert, is at the jungle pens. That's probably, or at the jungle banner. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry, jungle banner, pardon me. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. 
right. Clear as mud. Got it. If we get it wrong, you can all have your money back. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that brings us to round the horn. <laughs> uh, uh, we were going to talk about how much fun we all had in our lives today. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody wants to hear about three middle-aged white guys complain about life. <laughs> let's uh what's uh you gotta how about we do this let's do what's a bike christmas present you're hankering for and you got a bike christmas present they're looking at oh yeah, I uh the the two things that I'm considering are so I've got this new room set up and I might uh put together some like posters or something of a Zwift variety to put up. That is it right there. Let's dress Sean's new pain cave. Yeah, there you go. All right. Cool. Would you put a Watopia map up? So I've been uh like considering uh making an AI version like AI art version that that includes all of the relevant landscapes but isn't the actual I, I don't want the actual map. It's not very artsy. No. Like it's nice, but it's eh. It's a little How about artsy. like some Watopia like travel tourism board photos? Yeah, that kind of thing. Delta Airlines come visit. Bali. Oh, that'd be good. Oh, those would be good. Yeah. Be like, the, like a bear falling out of a tree. Jetty. Yeah. Jasper eating some honey. That's a That's, good line. Yeah, yeah. Like a, a, a Scotty squirrel, uh, like visit Watopia. Oh, a little bit, maybe like kind of like Fallout. Do you know the game Fallout? When they have like Pit Boy, but instead of Pit Boy, it's like Scotty Squirrel, and it's like come visit Watopia. Yeah, <laughs> this is good. That's a good one. What about you, Chris? Um, I mean, I don't want to give away too much. I think we might be saving some of these gems for next week's uh, Pinktron Christmas Spectacular, but. One thing I've been researching for multiple things, like my regular bike and also my trainer bike, because I realized I never lube the chain on my garage bike. Um, I was researching different like chain lube options because I'm almost to the end of like the, bo the bottle of lube that I have on my little trainer desk. So I, I think I might be in the market for uh, a few stocking stuffers, but one of them I think is a new chain lube that I arrived on. I'm not... I'm not to the point where I'm going to get like a crock pot and wax my stuff. Like I don't, I, I see the benefit. I think like when it's good, it's good. But the effort of having to like take my chain off and melt some wax in a crock pot in my garage. And then the reviews are like, yeah, it lasts like 150 miles. I'm like, that's You're not, like, that's two rides. <laughs> yeah. That's not a lot really. Um, I'd like something I, I need to I need like the maximum results minimum effort solution to this and it's some sort of drip on thing and it's not drip on wax because you need everything like super sonic clean I need like the best oil based lube and I forget what it is off the top of my head but I went through like the whole 
uh, like zero friction uh, chart on that. So I think that's like top of my list for making the switch of my chain loops. So when I sit on Santa's lap and write my letter, it is for a specific chain loop, but I don't remember what it is at the moment. You look it up and put it in the comments on the Facebook post. <laughs> yeah. but I need like a new like wiring set because my like backup to the backup bike has like snap chain uh snapped wires everywhere and I need to like rewire that and get that back on the trainer. Like your shifter cables and brake cables and stuff? Yeah, like the rear derailleur cable snapped like two years ago and I never fixed it. So it's just like pinned up against my wheel and it's just <laughs> hanging on the wall of my garage and I haven't fixed that yet. And last year for Christmas, my wife got me this really cool like light set for my bikes and it, it's colored pink and I want to be able to like color my trainer bike pink, but it's targeted for that bike, which I haven't fixed yet. So I feel really bad that it's we're anniversarying uh, that gift and I haven't got it online yet. This is uh, when someone gives you like something that's like for a project, doesn't it feel like they give you homework? <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, that's like 12th on my to-do list right now, but I want to get it done. <laughs> It's like, oh, here, dear, here's some uh, wallpaper for the bathroom. Oh, would you like to <laughs> put it up for me? <laughs> Although bikes are funner than bathrooms. Yeah, I think. What's I on mean, your list? Um, I think I could definitely use another new pair of bib shorts. I didn't get. I don't think I got new bibs last year. I think I got one the year before, and I have like some seriously ratty bibs. Like I've got a pair that's got like a hole right between the uh, where the Ooh. chamois sews oh. to like the um rest of the bum piece which like i only use them on my trainer right so the only people who can really see are my family so you know i love you everybody <laughs> they don't want to see it either <laughs> nobody looks they all avoid looking at me they know better um uh, i've got one pair that like i stepped on them and the like gripper piece around the leg ripped so <laughs> but i still wear them whatever <laughs> but they're getting pretty ratty so Definitely could use a new pair of bibs. Also, I hate doing laundry, so I'd probably keep using the old ratty ones too because I don't have to wash my bibs every day. That's fair. I picked up this calendar year, I picked up one of um, Cy Seymour's indoor cycling Some bibs. Bellows. The level bellows, yes. Um, 10 out of 10, would recommend. Really? Yeah, especially during the summer months. Like they're perforated on the sides. And it, yeah tastefully it's tastefully done um but it does air in evaporational cooling and uh yeah i i think like i i feel like i picked up a lot of bibs this year um my 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 bib cup overfloweth at the moment got a lot of good ones in the in the quiver cool 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 well i think on that note um Thank you to Sean Fogenberg. Thank you to Chris Greenland. Thank you to all of you out there listening. Enjoy your races with the herd, everybody. Moo and good night. Bye. Yeah.